Please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm yes, Washington, D.C. vibration. We are back in the service to the intro man yo we are we are back <laughs> we back in the building y'all it's 2016 man yes, thank you sir. to everybody for tuning in and rocking with black broadway podcast man we wrote it out we did that four for four, four, for Dre, four. we did that we cleaned we up that. we, we got that 20th episode off before the end of 2015 that was a big goal you know what i'm yep. saying that was just it's like you got to congratulate yourself sometimes. Pat when on you the hit. back, Little pat on the back. You know, we ain't going to have another pizza party yet. We ain't get that far. <laughs> but we're going to do a couple things, you know what I'm saying, and let people know that it's really going down, man. And like, hey, this is the first. This is the first. Being on time. Yes, sir. First episode of 2016 is here. It's here. Black Broadway, episode two. What we doing? Fifty two episodes this yeah, year, 52, straight up. Fifty two. Like we gonna make fifty two episodes, even if one of them episodes be like a twenty minute. Yo, nigga, I just had to clock in. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Right. I to let you know we not slipping. Yo, we doing fifty two anyway. So episode so, fifty two, we gonna count it down. We gonna back. count it down. We gonna count backwards, and that's gonna keep us on type too, man. For real, because we out here bullshitting, man. We, like I said in the intro, man. Yo, forgive me for the. The day late upload, like, yo, what's the upload day, Dre? Thursday. Thursday is upload day. Black Broadway is going to be on your internets every Thursday in 2016. Yeah. Count on it, all right? Bet that. Bet that. Bet money on it? Bet money on it, all right? That's what's happening. So, here we go, man. It's 2016, man. Yo, I got to talk about New Year's Eve. I got to, first of all, before I even go there, I got to shout Jerome Baker the third mm-hmm. for coming through and blessing us with part one and part two, and part two. of the year in music right down bigger. <laughs> Yo, that was man a good ass episode, it was a good ass time. Yes, it was. So many people listening, man. Yo, big shout out to shout all out the to ladies. All Shout out to all the ladies that's listening yeah. now, man. I'm, I'm into it, yo. Like, hey, girl, turn, <laughs> that th- turn that thing up, girl. Listen to this, man. Yo, it's Black Broadway Podcast, yo. We appreciate everybody from everywhere that's been clocking in. And Jerome, man, we yo, we had hot takes, man. It was, it was hot takes flying all over the place. Like I said, man, this action brassic conversation won't die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, yo, I mean, yo, people have really brought me around to understanding you know, where I went wrong in my action. <laughs> hey, yo, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to be humble and shit right now. Are you trying to make it difficult? Yo, listen, anyway, I'm just going to say Action Bronson wild out, you know what I'm saying? And he was out of pocket for, for jump. You know what I'm saying? For real. And I, and I got to really recognize I was blinded for a moment. You know what I'm saying? I wanted things to work out for the boy. But yo, that was a great episode. Yeah, it was a great man. time. That, among other unpopular opinions, was <laughs> <laughs> circulating. Yo, yeah. that shit was super fun, man. It was awesome. Yo, oh, you know what we forgot to do, though? What? The whole episode? Forgot to give up my top five. Top five. I yes. forgot to give up my top five. Listen, real talk, let me give you all my top five. I'm dropping it, and I'm getting out of here. It ain't no discussions. Don't see me in the streets. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me about 2015 no more, okay? This top five, top five albums, hip-hop, R&B genres. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get into the alternative rock or the, you know, the latest uh, world music of the year. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. Keeping it true to what Yeah, I'm just keeping it real true to, like, my main genres of interest at the moment. Yes. 
just at the present moment. So anyway, top five joints. Testudo and Youth, Lupe Fiasco. Ego Death, Internet. Dark Sky Paradise, Big Sean. Ty Dollar Sign, Free TC. Documentary 2. Only 2, not 2.5. <laughs> 2. The game. And I'm out. That's it. That's okay. it. Top I, five. I want to talk about it. That's it. That's my top five. I don't even want to talk about it. That's it's, what had my story. attention. That was me. Alright? So so we got that out of the way, yo. Yes. So yo, oh man, New Year's. New Year's Eve was craziness, yo. Dip wow. through listen, dip through the W. Seen that. You know what I'm saying? The grandiose. That was a big look. Big shout out to Bigger Kill. Shout out to Jerome. Shout out to everybody that came through downtown. It was fancy. Everybody was looking fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Had a good time down there. But the real party where I had the blast at though. <laughs> It was on the low ski. On the low ski? On the low, on the humble. Wasn't even expecting. Maketo, man. 1351 uh, 8th Street, Northeast. Yeah. Maketo was on fire on New Year's Eve, man. Yo, I came through, yeah. man. It was a party uh, curated and thrown by, of course, the Rock Creek Social Club crew. And it was just brought such a diverse array of individuals out to such a, you know, a ill space. Like, yeah. you wouldn't think. That they could pull it off in there because Maketo sell a little bit of everything. everything. Like they selling clothes, they selling food, yeah, they selling everything. coffee, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Books. People working. What, whatever. There's people working. It's all kind of shit like on a normal day in Maketo. Yeah. And like they managed to pull together a whole entire New Year's Eve party in this thing. And it was lit to death. It was, it was champagne, it was pizza. You know what I'm saying? It was, yo, it was pizza. And listen, <laughs> everybody understands the universal importance of a pizza party, all yes. right? You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to bring that to the That's forefront. Important. That's important. Yes. Don't ever forget how a pizza party made you feel, okay, as a kid. <laughs> if your class got the pizza party and the other and class did, <laughs> stand on niggas in the hallway like, hey, I see you, y'all. What y'all have for lunch? <laughs> I, I'm cool. I had these. Yeah, we had pizza. It was Pizza Hut too. Yeah, it was popping. That's what Pizza Hut used to be worth something, man. I don't know. I don't know what's happened, man. Yeah, remember Shakey's? Oh, Shakey's. Yeah, don't get it started. That's what. Yo, we didn't go deep. Hey, listen. Shout out to all my people for. From D.C., from the area, if you know what's popping, you know we're going around about Shakey's in here. So let me chill, all right? Anyway, like I said, McKenna was lit. After that, yo, I'm with my date. We had a great time, babe. Thank you. We had a ball out there, yo, for real. So we out off the stupid late night like it's not the stupid late night. Yo, ended up at her little friend's house, her little homie's house. They got the beer pong table. Dog, I'm 30-something years old, and I ain't never played beer pong in my life. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a hoe in my early 30s, and I never played fucking beer pong. What's wrong with me? Like, what are we doing here? So, yo, set the fucking cops up. <laughs> so, yo, we played beer pong, and I played beer pong for the first time in my life, and I loved it. You loved it? I, yo, it was the greatest... I bought in 2016 kind of playing beer pong. Yangling, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Kept it real humble with yeah, the young yeah. yinglings, you know. No I appreciate nah nah nah. No craziness. <laughs> I think that you know they kept it real humble, man. It was cool. It was That's real you know, I took an L. I lost, but I guess, you know, when you lose you win. I don't know how that works. Like, I was drunk. You know what I'm saying? I had a good time. It's New Year's, I was drunk. I finished my night off at Surfside, and that was it. Yo, with the Surfside, I had to go to Surfside. They open on New Year's? Yes. Surfside don't slip, man. 24-7 every day. So they was like, they was out there and I was like, I just couldn't bring my year in eating like <laughs> no bullshit. I couldn't go to McDonald's. Uh, 20 feet off your I, Oh my God. I'm not going to bring in 2016 with a McChicken, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm not going. That's not how I live my life out here in these streets. So that was that, man. That was New Year's Eve, man. It was Awesome, yo, for real, man. I got a couple of stories I gotta get into real quick. Yeah. And I don't know, before we, you know, get out of here and then we gotta do our little music thing and then we're gonna talk about, you know, like what this is really about. This yeah. is the opening of 2016 right here, yo. This is the this is the new and improved black Broadway, yo. Big <laughs> shit popping, man. This is the new and improved black Broadway, man. We here. Yeah. 
And I've been getting a lot of like feedback and a lot of uh, doing a lot of speaking to a lot of people in the streets, man. Yo, I really, really appreciate every single person that's ever stopped me and like had a real conversation because I'm that's where I'm at right now in my life. Like people stop and want to talk to me about Black Broadway, yeah, we're going to have a moment. Like, <laughs> it turns into a conversation, you know what I'm saying? So I'm really sitting here and I'm listening to a lot of different perspectives on like what, what I'm doing and what you know we could also do and the things we could bring to the community and the things we could add. Yep. And really, that's really all it's about is adding value. So we want to add value in this, in this upcoming year. So man, we listening, we hear y'all. And on the other side of this thing, we're going to get into all of that. We're going to break it down, man. We're going to no try to pull some people in, throw some names out here, man, see what we get back, all right? But um, before I do that, man, there's a couple of things that's been going on in the news that's, that, that's fucking with me. And I got to I gotta have these moments, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I'm trying to open Black Broadway up a little bit more. And I also want to... Um, I want people to understand where we stand on certain things, you know what I'm saying? What we're about. And I want to explain them in intelligently as possible because I want to speak for a population that people don't think can speak intelligently and they underestimate our understanding or our grasp of what's going on but this is some real bullshit man <laughs> we got and we got a shot about it for a hot second yo so first thing that's going on that, you know, I do think all the time is bullshit but at the same time I understand people gotta love it and gonna live yo like, and hopefully, by the time you tune into the next episode of Black Broadway, you'll be talking to the winners of the Powerball Jackpot. <laughs> yo, what the, what's the number on that? What's the number on that? That shit was like 400 and... I think they said five. Something. 500 million, man? It's retarded. Five you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Somebody, you know, you know somebody in Iowa is going to win that shit. So shout out to all our listeners out there in Iowa oh, and Nebraska. Us. Get at us, yo, because y'all going to win. <laughs> Don't nobody in D.C. They'll never hear, yeah. Quad Richardson from Southeast D.C. That shit'll never happen. You know what I'm saying? You see what happened when a dude go down and like slightly in the hood. Shorty from uh, North Carolina went on that buddy. Oh my god! Yeah, she bailed the homie out again. Again. Hey, what's bail with like twelve million? Crazy. That's one hundred twenty racks. Just like no. What are you doing out here, man? This is insane. So, yeah, man. Powerball. Y'all play or don't play. But, look, Black Broadway, if we win, I'm going to do the next episode of Black Broadway like nothing happened. <laughs> like, I, was, I, was, I promise you, I will pick up my check anonymously. Exactly. O- the only body that's going, person that's going really be able to peep the movements is going to be like the travel agent. That's how any black person with sense will do it. Hey, we got to move. <laughs> got to move low. I'm going I'm to try to fake pay yeah. off my car in like a oh, timely man. fashion. <laughs> and then just show up with the A8. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm out here. Nah, you know, my credit was like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, shit. so that's the Powerball story. But hold up. It was something else. And these are like my last two topics, like a more in vain of what I talk about, what I started off with. Like, I'm, you know, on some serious shit. This shit bothers me, yo. You know what I'm saying? So I was watching um, Rachel Maddow last night. Whose show I enjoy? I'm, I'm a big Rachel Maddow CNBC fan. I'm part of me, um, MSNBC mm-hmm. fan, you know what I'm saying? I know it's left-wing propaganda, you know what I'm saying? And I know Fox is right-wing propaganda. And I know CNN is basically for old people to get them riled up about whatever <laughs> about is terrible whatever. in the world. And, I mean, all of those news channels, they have their biases and their slants and so on and so forth. But I like Rachel Maddow because she's very informed. So, anyway, she did a, a story that's been getting a lot of attention about how how eerily similar, I mean, fuck similar, how much exactly alike, parallel, the Trump campaign of 2016 is to the George Wallace campaign of 1967. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, like George Wallace was out here saying the exact same things. I mean, the exact same things that Donald Trump is saying, like, but in that time, it was just a little bit more blunt. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more vulgar. And Donald Trump is, I wouldn't say is less vulgar, 
but it's a lot more insidious. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's a lot more, yeah. and it's a lot more couched in less than, like with George Wallace, they still, you know, wanted to kind of promote that idea of racial superiority. Yeah. And they weren't bashful about doing that. It was like, yo, we're white. Yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's just, at the end of the day, dog, we're white. Like, we gotta, we can't let these coloreds and anybody else take anything they want. We, we white, we got this. Mm-hmm. So Trump is basically saying that, but in a much more coded way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this is not an invitation for anyone who doesn't think that the America of the 50s or whatever wasn't great right. to join. There's no concessions made for any of the people <laughs> right. who suffered through all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, don't clock me. I told you, B, I'll be drinking. Like, I, I got, I have things <laughs> I've been doing. So I'm trying to, like, stay focused. Focus here, huh? <laughs> but I got to talk about this entire situation with Trump because, like, the, the Rachel Maddow show, really, she took the time to pull out, like, archival footage and all of that that made it so clear, like, what was going on and what was happening. It was it was nuts, man. If you get a chance, go on YouTube. Go, go to Black Broadway Facebook page. We're going to have a link to the whole situation, check that out. I mean, it's it's like really eerily similar. And if you remember, like history hasn't remembered George Wallace very kindly because all the things that he stood for went on to be defeated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sh- shortly after, like he was talking all of this shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like he went on to see like the Civil Rights pa- Act pass and so on and so forth and just came to an inglorious end himself. But at the end of the day, like Donald Trump is walking down that same path. And I I would say he's repeating the mistakes, but he's definitely reaping the same successes Mm -hmm. that George Wallace had. George Wallace had the country on lock. People loved George Wallace. They They was down with all the shit. They was with all the shits. So stay woke. Keep your mind right. You know what I'm saying? And just know that we've been here before. You know what I'm saying? So we got... Organized. We gotta get organized and do this shit, man, and focus so we don't let ourselves go for the okey doke in 2016, y'all. Yes, sir. Be on top of it. And Real another, shit. and the, and the thing that really brought me to this, this you know, this precipice, man, this organ thing, this organ standoff, is complete and total bullshit, y'all. Because you gotta understand the way that. Racism, and I mean, this is pure. This is like, this is some real racist shit. This is like really racist, and it's really like indicative of what the government thinks of you know people that just aren't white. And it's not even just the government; it's society. It's not like it's a written edict. It's just a general feeling. It's just a general tone that we take with people who aren't black males. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're a threat, regardless of what we were accused of doing, regardless of what we actually did. We are threatening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know this. Every day I live this truth, man. I'm, I'm a six foot two black man. Yeah. Like, I walk around every day, like, I understand that motherfuckers are scared of me. You know what I'm saying? For no reason. For no reason. I don't want no static, but no whatever. Reason. Now, there are armed white men walking around taking over government buildings and no one's no one's alarmed. No there's one's no alarmed. alarm. There's there's no the level of concern here is lukewarm. It is tepid. They're like, yeah, so they're out. First of all, we're gonna quantify it with all types of all of the things. Like they're in rural Oregon. And <laughs> I wanna I, I wanna post this on the Facebook too, that link to that article about Oregon, man. Um Dre is, man, the best, yo. Dre be running our social media. He has this shit clicking. But there's an article that I read on, I believe it was Gawker, about the history of Oregon and how it was set up basically as a racist utopia. Mm. Like, it was kind of like, they were like, yeah, this is beautiful. This is great land. We can get these Native Americans up out of here. And we can't have no blacks in here. They can't live here. This was in the state constitution. Anyone harboring a Negro will be taken to jail. Negro will be escorted out of the territory. This was in the territorial constitution and then in the state constitution, it was written even more explicitly. Mm. And it wasn't even passed, it wasn't really rectified until Oregon 
officially ratified the 14th Amendment, which kind of set all of those things straight as far as African-Americans standing as just being a human being. Mm -hmm. And they didn't ratify that shit until the 70s. All right? So you got to really understand, like, what these guys are coming from. And then Mm -hmm. here's the most infuriating part about it for me is that I don't particularly disagree with really their methods or their message in the general sense of, like, they want less government control of their land. Now, here's what I think is asinine. Like, they live out here in, like, Oregon. And there's and there's all this land out here mm-hmm. that would be impossible to own because it would be impossible to really maintain. Of course. Like, uh, if a person personally <laughs> owned this, if, if the Department of Interior didn't exist... There's a lot of responsibility that goes into maintaining like the Sierra Nevadas and all of this shit. And especially when you got greedy like capitalist pigs out here who all they want to do is graze their animals and make money. You got to stop people from doing that. And if the government has to own a majority of that land because one, you guys by by design keep the population low. Mm -hmm. So, you know, which is not not necessarily a bad Bad thing. thing. You know what I'm saying? And two, like it's not something that everybody is chomping at the bit to do. Like, you need the government. You need the United yeah, States Park you Service. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not mad at the United States Park Service when it benefits them, right. but when it's time for them to, like, quote-unquote, expand and exactly. enlarge their territory, man, typical, typical manifest <laughs> destiny bullshit-ass backwards mentality. You know what I'm saying? So, like... They come out here and they're like, this is their this is their stance. This is where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Now, hey, I feel you. Yeah, I would I wish the government had less control over housing projects and shit like that. I wish people had more autonomy and like public housing or on and I come from Washington, DC. This is a whole colony, dog. Huh. We don't even own our Front porch. Exactly. I have seen people get locked up on the front oh. porch for drinking a beer. Dog on the stoop. Me. I <laughs> look, Dre Black sitting here, yes. and my producer has taken that humble. Yes, I did. All right, so me and my brother understand that it can get it can happen to you here. We understand all about government not respecting your property or respecting your rights. All right, and it's definitely sometimes I felt like I wanted to go down there with a pistol and say I ain't moving either. Yeah. But guess what? What happened? They would blow my brains all over the marble <laughs> yeah, floors it, of. That's it. 300 C Street, you know what I'm saying? There's a legendary story about a dude who 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 beat him to the punch mm-hmm. back in the 80s behind the whole uh, Kennedy Street, this, oh, that. Yo, know. it was, yeah, it's, that's one of those Don Diva tales that's right there. But real dude, like a dude who we know, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Shit happened. So anyway, like, I'm just saying that, like, we harbor the same feelings about the government. We long to have this quote-unquote armed resistance or whatever, whatever. But when we even think about that shit, we are met with extreme violence, extreme resistance. They got all the Bearcats and all the SWAT teams and all the tactical units in the world to fuck with us. They don't have none of that shit for them. None of it. And, I mean, these these some yahoos right here. You could use one Bearcat. Get them up out of here. That's all you got to do. Nah, this will take one tactical team get them up out of here but guess what they scared of them because they know that they got more behind them and they organized and they out in them fields and they don't want to fuck with them you know what I'm saying they scared of them like they not scared of us they don't give us they don't give a shit as a matter of fact it would benefit them if we were like to say yeah no we just gonna start shooting yes they can't wait that's what they want they got more guns than us dog what are you stupid like you think you you think we got all the guns. You keep thinking that. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's funny that like we having all these disputes and people wanted to have say if people wanted to even have this particular outlook in on an Indian reservation or in public housing, <clears throat> a lot of those jurisdictions prohibit people from even owning guns. Yeah. You couldn't own a gun in Washington, D.C. legally until recently. Yeah. You couldn't own a gun legally in New York City until recently. Detroit, a whole bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't even own as a citizen, as a taxpayer, as a non-criminal. Could not own no. a gun. Nope. There wasn't no way for that. So cut the fucking bullshit, all right? 
And don't try to sell me some type of angle as these people are patriots and this, that. No, they terrorists. They troublemakers. They rebels. Just like any other terrorist, troublemaker, rebel. And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. So that's how Black Broadway feel about it. Yeah. And that's where I'm leaving it. Because the U.S. government is full of shit. They only attack people that they feel like they can really yeah. ostensibly beat. And see, the war out there is even different because that's a... That's a hearts and minds war too, yeah. because now you start shooting motherfuckers that look like Jim Bob and you know what I'm saying little Terry. Then it's like then it's an then, issue. Then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. As long as you shoot laying down Trayvons and and Tamirs and mm-hmm. Michael Browns, it's all who cares. It's only a certain amount of the public that's going to identify with that. But you start laying down, you know, you know little Johnny and little Gary, oh, yeah. like. And they yeah, start the getting, they start becoming poli- victims of state violence. Oh, yeah. Things that get different, you know what I'm saying? That's what, and that's the thing that even with you know this whole police brutality thing that I think needs to really take place in 2016. Yo, we need the other people to start being mad about this shit. Black people been mad about this shit. We've been mad about this shit since the fucking 20s, through the 30s, through the 40s and 50s and 60s. You know what I'm saying? We made songs about this shit. We made movies about this shit. We said it every way from Sunday. It's time for other people to be mad about it. We we can't do we can't exasperate ourselves like that. We can't live our lives like that. We're not gonna live our lives like that. We're gonna keep our shit progressing, yo. So that's what this whole episode is about, yo. I want everybody to really do the knowledge and understand and pay attention to the government's response in this entire situation. And just watch how it's diffused. And then watch how it slides off into the mm-hmm. sunset. Like nothing, nothing happened. Just like the shootout in Waco, Texas with the bikers. Just like everything else yeah. that happens amongst a certain community that just don't look like us. And I just, I, I mean, it's entirely too obvious. So we got to really do our due diligence as, you know, people of color out here and people that's not part of the status quo and that's not going to be protected by this particular um, societal algorithm and fucking get our whole thing together here, you know what I'm saying? And understand that like, yo, the game ain't ain't made for us. So, yo, 2016 is get your mind right time. It's 2016 is make moves. 2016 is get your company popping time. So, yo, Black Broadway, hey, we out here and we ain't even taking no Federal Builders hostage, yo. <laughs> Coming back into the second half with that flame, with that yeah. same flame, with that real, man. We just gonna let y'all know. Yeah. 2016, Black Broadway. Oh my, oh my, what a wonderful time. Been a minute since I pulled up outside. Shut it down, yeah, you do that every time. Ooh, we got a feeling you might, yo. Work it like a stripper. Yeah, but you not a stripper, yeah. Dog it down with you, yeah. Work that nine to five with you, yeah. After smoke a pound with you. Oh my, on a vibe, what a wonderful time. Honey deep, all my niggas outside. Valley Park, when I pull up in the right. Oh, it's late, you might have to spend the night, yeah. Oh, I love my city late at night, yeah. Oh, I love my bitches when they bite, yeah Oh, let's call some up and let's get right, yeah Oh, yeah We just landed in your city, go time Driving to the venue, let you see you no signs She got all the passes, she don't ever do lines Bustin' like she's single, she ain't wasting no time You cannot record this for the short now Leave your phone, you get the little Work it like a stripper, yeah, but you're not a stripper, yeah. Dog it down with you, yeah. Work the nine to five with you, yeah. Have to smoke a pound with you. Oh me, oh my Why they wonder who the kids sleep inside I been up sleepless late nights Over Raya, over Dryer 
Bag it, bag it up, just bag it up, yeah. Wanna try this one more again? Hopping on the edge, scoping through the lens. These thoughts is in my mind, got me on the drop, got me on the ride to a wonderful oh time. Oh my, what a wonderful time. Been a minute since I pulled up outside. Shut it down, yeah, we do that eight times. Ooh, when you got a feeling, you might get. Oh my, what a wonderful time. Been a minute since I pulled up outside. Shut it down, yeah, you do that every time. Ooh, we got a feeling you might. Working like a stripper girl. Busting down a stripper. Hey! <laughs> Yo, we are back, son. <laughs> you know me, son. We gonna turn up. I can, I can definitely see a lot of Jameson being dragged to the soundtrack of this particular. Diddy right there. <laughs> Yo, man, this is the second half. We on the other side of the break right now, man. New Black Broadway, man. Yeah. 2016, man. Oh, Yo. Shit. The whole thing, man, we I really wanted to do this episode, man. I had a lot of I had a lot of, you know, thoughts about like, okay, what I'm gonna do this episode about, what's gonna be, you know, this and the third. And like for real, at the end of the day, man, this is what it comes down to, yo. Like we 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 doing this for the people, man. Like for real, we really out here trying to do something to like make a contribution. And in order to make a contribution, you know, we just gotta know what our audience need. You know what I'm saying? We wanna be able to give y'all what y'all need, give y'all the information that you need. There's so many people that's come up to me, man, and has told me shit like my homie, man. Big shout out to my man, Ockboy Perk, man. I'm shouting my man out right now. I'm about to really, I'm getting better with names. I don't never forget faces. I don't, ne- I don't never forget a face, yo. Like, I see people and I'll be like, yo, I knew you in sixth grade. Or some shit like that. Sure, but yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm bad with names on a certain level. But my man, Ockboy Perp, is a brother who I met a couple of days ago. And this dude, man, I had never met this guy before. But we be in the same spaces a lot of times. And he was like, yo, man. I be listening to your show, man. I listen to your show all the time. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy, yo. I appreciate that. Like, just to hear that fresh perspective and all the things that he was saying to me, like, about, like, how he puts people onto it, how it helps him get through certain situations or certain moments in the day when he just need to really feel connected to some real shit. And, like, yo, we just some regular dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? We some regular diggers from uptown D.C. that really... Don't fuck with the internet that heavy, but we on the internet and we trying to make something happen, man. And I, I mean, I have a lot to say. Like, occupationally, I'm a barber. I've been doing that for like the last man ten years of my life. But like, there's an entire world that I've explored before, during, and plan to explore after. Like, my career as a barber is done. Like, there's an entire I've been through more things. I've been, I've, I've had more experiences in the barbershop than a lot of people have had, you know, in their life. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of experience outside of the barbershop and experiences that led me, you know, to that particular career that, like, I mean, I just feel like shaped the perspective that we put out here as Black Broadway, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and I feel like, we, we kind of got to share that more with people, man. Because, like, I want to inspire a motherfucker. He's like, he's like, it was inspirational. Yeah. And I was like, yo. That's the goal, right? Yeah, that you is the goal. What's the three? It's educate, inform, I mean, entertain, and inspire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the three pillars of, you know, content. Or of just, like, you know, putting on a, a, a program, a production. Those are the three goals right there. So, you know... That's really what we want to do more of in 2016, man. You know, it's just like the whole entire, I guess, focus of this thing right now is just like, where are we going? You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it brief because, like, we got we, we got work to do. Work yo, to do. we got work, yo. Blackbroadway.com <laughs> is about to be that shit. We out here working. Straight up. If you like, if you like our Facebook page, which, yo, I got to take this moment right now for real and, like, you know, Backtrack a whole step. Yo, 
I know everybody like, yo, damn, Dre Black just popped out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? A couple of people just shouted at me like, yo, Dre been a good addition to the show, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, I've heard that straight out of Dre. I ain't, you know, I ain't even telling you that to, you know, gas you up. Like, for real. But, like, people been like, yo, Dre is a good addition to the show, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, yo, man, y'all don't even know, man. Let me get a background on this brother right here, man. This brother is an extremely smart dude. Man, from <laughs> Uptown, Washington, D.C. No, you're from the east side, ain't you, Dre? You, you like to call it the east side. I'm Where you? Northeast, though, okay, what part of Northeast? Right, uh, Lincoln Road, right? Okay, right okay, yeah, that's downtown. But yeah, it's, you, you call it downtown. Yeah, that's that, that's downtown. Dre downtown dude. <laughs> he from Lincoln Road, which is, which is real, though. You know what I'm saying? Emory, oh, all that of that shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, McKinley Tech, all of that shit. Exactly. So, Dre a dude from that part of town, man, that is an extremely smart brother, went to Howard University undergrad too, right? Nah. Now nah, where you go undergrad? Marymount. Marymount, okay, so you got out of the city for a second. Yeah. All right, so Dre got out of the city, went to Marymount, came back to home, did his grad school at Howard University School of Social Work, and, you know, we have a mutual friend, my ex. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Porsche again. Hey, what up, baby? Hey, all the way in California. All the way in Michigan. Like, girl. So, yo, she's out there. She introduced me to Dre before she moved back out to the coast. And, I mean, Dre came through the crib a couple times. Like, we met, you know, but we never knew that we was going, like, you know, like, have this moment where we were actually... Working on a project oh, together. Right. Yo, man, just out of the blue, I'm posting some shit on Instagram, man. Dre hit me up and was like, yo, man, I want to be a part of this situation. I was just wow. like, you know, I don't take that too seriously from a lot of people. Like, I don't really, <laughs> like, I'd rather fuck the shit up by myself than, like, have somebody, somebody else, oh, you. man, and giving me a headache about shit. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I'd rather just sit around and do something just by myself and, and wait until I develop the skill to, you know, really do it. But I realize that that's not the approach. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I, a lot of people need to realize out there in our audience. Yo, that ain't the approach, man. Stop trying to do everything by yourself, yo. You can only, like, it's, there's a real saying that somebody told me a few years ago, yo. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with a team. So, you know what I'm saying? That's a real stand right there. Like, so... You know, I, I'm I'm trying to go far. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I've been going fast. I've been going fast all my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I cause I roll light. But at the same time, like my man Dre Black man joined the team and he bought all the organization of a graduate of a what top of your class? You know what I'm saying? Valedictorian <laughs> of this man's graduate school. This is a smart dude from the east side, you know what I'm saying? From downtown. You know what I'm saying? Smart dude. Regular dude, just like you and I, man. Everybody that's, you know, everybody that's meet you in the streets with me, they like, yo, man, Dre cool as shit, yo. I ain't had nobody say, like, I ain't had nobody hit me with the with the corny little side eye Dre. Like, what's up with your man? What's up with your man? What's up with your You know what I'm saying? What's up with your man? You know that nigga? Where you know that nigga from? You know what I'm saying? Straight up. That's that's real, like, that's real respect, Dre. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's shit that matters in the hood. When niggas don't question your friends. You know what I'm saying? That, that shit matters in the hood. So, yo, like, for real, you out here, you not, you not getting questions, yo. And, and I'm just sincerely thankful for everything you brought to Black Broadway towards the end of last year. And, like, we starting off a fresh new year right now. Oh, man, we got things to do. We, we out of here. You know what I'm saying? And that's really all it is to it, y'all. Like, we got a whole bunch of things that we want to do. Like, when I started this shit, man, what was it like? Six months ago, June, yeah. like June, man. I started this shit in June, man. It's just like I had been thinking about it. Like I really, I would really say I started it like in December or January of 2014 because I was blessed and fortunate enough. Another person that Porsche hooked me up with, um, Bobby Adams. From um, he go to Howard and he work at WHUR, and that's my man. And you know, I was just like, I want to get in this shit, man. I was just bored at the shop, man. I was I was going crazy, literally. I go stir crazy if I don't got a project. I'm one of them. I'm a, I'm a busybody <laughs> in that way. So you know, I went up to WHUR just one day, pulled up, drove my car, I was like, 
right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the best game I got today and see what I can do. Yeah, yo, um, can I talk to Bobby? I didn't even know his last name at the time. It was not Bobby Adams, it was Bobby Patton. So I was like, yo, which Bobby? And I was like, I don't know, Big Bobby, you know, ball head. He's like, cool. Bobby came up. I was like, okay, my bad. I was like, look, B, I just want a chance like the intern, man. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be in the environment. I just want to, you know, do whatever I got to do to kind of like get my feet wet in this whole thing of broadcasting. And Bobby was doing the board operating for the Steve Harvey show. Mm. And he was like, all right, man. Look, here's the deal. It was like maybe like two days after Christmas. It was snow on the ground, all of that shit. And my car was in the cut because my uh, tags wasn't right. So I'm in the <laughs> And he like, yeah, but you got to be here at like six in the morning. I'm like, shit. Oh. All right, I'm going to make it happen. Doug, I wake up at like five in the morning. I'm calling the cab. Cabs is faking. I got to walk out. To the uh, station and catch a cab, <laughs> catch a cab all the way down there, make it just in time, oh, yeah. and I'm there. That's my first day in actual broadcasting, and like yeah. you know, sitting in WHUR, man. Big shout out to WHUR, Howard University Radio. H-U? Yo, HU, man, be holding HU will hold me down for real, man. I'm from Uptown DC. You better fucking hold me down <laughs> from Northwest, man. I, did a lot of bullshit up right across the street from Howard University. Right across the street, right? Directly across the street. <laughs> like a lot of fucking wild <laughs> shit. And then even more wild shit on campus. Uh, so like, you know, from, from uh, the age of like fifteen on. Yeah. So, you know, we know about that. So it's only fitting that they've been so instrumental in getting this thing off the ground. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? In all ways. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. We started off, like, there. And then in June, I just, I mean, I, I kept coming back to HUR. I went for, like, I went literally, like, on a very regular schedule until, like, April. Okay. But I couldn't do it no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a guy who hustles. Like, I need to go to work. I need to be on my moves. Yeah, this ain't making me no money. Right. As much as I'm, like, enjoying it, it's yeah. just not making me no bread. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, now June come. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the shop. I'm doing my thing. You know, all right. But I'm bored. I'm just like I can't, I can't keep doing this. I had more fun when I was going up to the, to the uh, radio station. You know what I'm saying? Like those two days out of the week and getting my thing show. off. Yeah. yeah, I had more fun then. Like I might have more money now, but I had more fun then. I felt better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I figured like, how can I do this myself? And I just started thinking about podcasts. Shout out to my little brother again for keeping me on that whole wave. He was like, yo. You need to listen to this shit. You need to listen to Combat Jack. You need to listen to to Rosenberg and um, Juan Epstein and, and on that, um, you know, Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds. Yeah. Like, you need to listen to this shit. Like, fuck with it. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, he put me on the other joints like Joe Rogan and, you know, just the whole entire universe, you know, show me the podcast the store, podcast basically. Board, yeah. And, and the iTunes app. And I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. So I started rocking with it and I'm like, Man, I could do this shit. I could exactly. do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could really do this. Like, my dad, man, is the is the guy of talking guy, and of yeah. organizing a show. I've seen it done a million times, and it's no rules. And it's, I got my own format, and I got a whole MacBook. A whole MacBook. A whole MacBook. There's no way I'm not doing this, yo. So, I just woke up one morning in June, and boom, I did it. And... We had all best types decision of, you made in your life, probably. Best decision, man. It was a dope decision. <laughs> it was really fun. Like, and, and, yo, man, shout out to shout out to my man, Zay, man. Yo, look, man, look. You're still my brother, man. I love you, B. So don't ever feel like, you know, it's nothing personal over here, man. Like, we got our little differences, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really like to go into all that shit because, you know, I would like to provide the format for or have the conversation amongst uh, ourselves privately before I start having it, you know, publicly and shit. But all I say is that, man, you my man, 100 grand, yo. We started this shit on the humble. I called this man. I ain't even had a bike. I, You know, I wanted to buy the bike. But I was like, I don't got no money to buy the fucking bike today, man. I'm just going, I don't know what I'm going to do. My man Zay hit me up. And boom, the rest is history because he had a bike. And I didn't even, I didn't even hit him up. Like, I wanted to hit him up, but... I was like, no, I'm not going to do that, man, because it's going to seem like I'm only calling when I'm asking yeah, him yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. He hit me up. And I was like, 
Yeah, so while you on the phone here. <laughs> What's up with that bike? Yeah, so, you know, here we are, like, fucking six months later, you know what I'm saying? Through all of that, yo, we had some of the dopest, the best guests, man. Shout out to Scooty and Justin Ains mm -hmm. and the Rock Creek Social Club for being my absolute first guest. Yeah. My first guest, like, That's you dope. know what I'm saying? I did one episode, like, was the test episode, basically. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Second episode was like, oh, okay, I kind of know what yeah, I'm doing. Right, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try really hard. And then, like, the third episode was like, yo, we got to have a guest, man. This has got to make it official, yeah, yeah. And the boys came through, man. Rock Creek Social Club. That's why I got to... Shout out to them. Shout out to the boy. I got to show love. I got to be at the events, man. You know, and it's only right that we ended off the year with Jerome, a founding member of yes. Rock Creek Social Club, yes, man. And shouts to everybody in between, man. Like, Omar from Black Alley, 2 Live Crew, Tony Lewis Jr., Carla and Daisy, the business beauty, Shallow Green, mm. shout outs to Rhonda Russell. Russell. Hey, <laughs> shout outs to Eli Blue, Eli Lake from Bloomberg News, man. Shout out to Kenna. Shout out to Dula Dion, the lovely Dula Dion. Yo, shout outs to April Nicole, steady killing them. Firm believer. Yo, all of them people, man, this shit wouldn't even crack without y'all, man. For mm -hmm. real. Y'all, y'all support was just like invaluable in this whole situation, man. And, like, we just want to really, we want to represent, we want to continue to represent for those people. So, like, that's kind of, like, what our goal is for, like, 2016. Like, you know, ain't no New Year's resolutions and no shit like that. It's just goals. It's just yep. about, like, things that you actually going to make happen. And what's really happening here is we just opening this thing up, man. We want to open it up. Have more conversations, man. Like, when I was talking to my man, Ockboy Perp, to even get back to that. You know what I'm saying? We had a conversation about, like, opening this whole entire thing up. Opening this thing up to have the the type of conversations that we really want to have amongst ourselves. Like, as brothers. Like, shit that's important to, to know. Like, how, like, to be, to navigate being a single parent. How not to be a fuckboy out here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How to navigate, like, having a passion that's not necessarily paying you a lot of money right now, but being able to make make it work, make it work and make the transition into making that your source of income because mm -hmm. that's the that's the path that I'm on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I could tell you a whole lot about the barbering industry. It's something that I really want to talk about for anybody that wants to know and that feels like that might be their path to getting something. You know, getting into the hair industry, yo, it's money. Yeah. Listen, I I ain't been broke in a while, like. Or, you know what I'm saying? I've been broken a while in that way. You know what I'm saying? I've been broken a lot of different ways, like feeling like I don't got what I want and I don't, I'm not where I'm at. Right. But I'm not where I want to be at, should I say. But, um, I mean, just as far as like not being gainfully employed, like I haven't really had to confront that situation because I have a skill. Yeah. And I can talk to you about that. It's like a lot of things that I want to talk to like our audience about and I want to bring... More importantly, I want to bring our audience in on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's people that can really come in and give you, like, more insight than I can. And, like, it's not just about, like, interviewing celebrities and no exactly. shit. Like, we try to, like, disseminate some information. That's what we you want know? to hear from them. Yeah, we, exactly. Yeah, and that, and thank you, Dre, for even keeping me on point with that, man. Dre, you keeping me on point. Like, we want to get feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Yo, Send an email, feel free. I've been getting a lot more emails, so I'm really comfortable. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, but I'm not comfortable yet with the uh, amount of emails that we get. Like I need to hear from people. Um, engage with us, yo. Really, Instagram is the best move. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying Black Broadway and Black Broadway DC, BLVCK Broadway or BLVCK Broadway DC. You know what I'm saying? And we out here, like hit us up, send us comments, add us. You know what I'm saying? Tag us. Yeah. Use the hashtag Black Broadway when you all do that. anything. All of that. When you put up an old school picture, you put up your throwback Thursday in D.C., you know what I'm saying? With you, your moms on the spirit of Washington. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> put that Black Broadway on that dress. Hashtag, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You and your people yeah. standing in front of the shrimp boat back in the day, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, we need that. Like, because... We doing it for y'all, man. Like, I'm doing this for, like, dudes who don't be 
listening to podcasts. I podcast for niggas who don't podcast. Who don't podcast right? I, I, I tweet for people who don't tweet. You know what I'm saying? For real, we don't do voice. that shit. This, this is like our shit. We are your voice, yo. You know what I'm saying? And like anybody you know who fall in that category, tell them just put their ears on this Black Broadway podcast one time, man. Like we said earlier, though, and before I get out of here, because I'm going to keep it sweet, man. We're going to get out of here, yo. BlackBroadway.com. We trying to drive all the traffic there. Everybody that's been checking it out and that's been there thus far, because we see y'all. We see that our hits come from there. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Go sign the email list, please, yeah. so we can send you this email newsletter that I like. I, I low-key work it. hard on every week. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like... I'm out here on fucking, you know, MailChimp trying to make it happen in the Work world. It. <laughs> we working. So get, give us your email address. Like, stay in touch with us so we can stay in touch with you. And Please. we can open this up and have this community. Because it's not just about D.C. It's not just about U Street. It's about all people that's trying to preserve the culture. And, like, that's a big point I want to make it out, yo. Everybody running around talking this shit like... For the culture. We're doing it for the culture. What culture, motherfucker? What culture are you trying to preserve? Huh. What culture are you doing it for? You can't be doing it for hip-hop culture because you're running around here doing everything that goes against that. You can't be doing it for black culture or for the, the culture of, like, pan-Africanism or progressive black people because your whole agenda is the opposite. It's all about just being specific, man. It's all about being specific. Whatever you want to do out here, do that shit right and represent for the culture that you represent for. One last thing before we get out of here, y'all. This whole entire episode right here is dedicated to the memory of Dr. Francis Cress Wellesley author of the Ice Papers and countless other books that really examine what happened to black people mentally, neurologically, emotionally in America over the times of, you know, from the time of slavery, through Jim Crow, through segregation, through the drug epidemic and mass incarceration. She explains the psychological impact that that's had on us, yo. She just passed away. She just transitioned this past week. And um, it's just been kind of disturbing that it's not been any type of fanfare or any type of, you know, memoriam of her from mainstream media. But guess what? We don't give a fuck about that because we are the media. It's Black Broadway. We out here to live and to represent for those that don't get represented for. Dr. Francis Crest Wellesley, thank you for all your work, thank you for the influence that you had on us. I was fortunate enough to actually see her speak live in person at Howard University. For everybody who's not familiar with her work, to get out here at a good starting point is to read the ISIS papers. Read the ISIS papers and it will lead you into so many different areas of thought and so many things that you didn't really formally consider. And this is for everybody, not just for black people, for everyone. Read this book, read her writings, listen to her speeches, listen to her lectures and presentations, yo. And this Black Broadway podcast right here wouldn't even be possible without the work of Dr. Francis Crest Wells. So, again, this episode is dedicated to her memory. R.I.P. Dr. Francis Crest Wells, rest in power. And we out, Black Broadway.